Okay, hey, 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 hey. Let's 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 uh let's dial it back. First and foremost, I let's dial it first. back. So I'm Q with mediocre dads. Uh, you know, being mediocre is a choice. Q's being mediocre. That's Gabe. You know him. Comfort and chaos. Comfort and chaos, I, guys. And then that's like Wesley. and subscribe. And we have a special guest. If you're wondering why, I already said his name. Q is uh sitting so close to me. It's because we decided that we have to kind of bank her up in the frame because we have a special guest today. Uh, yeah, Mr. Wes. What up? Yeah, special dude. Okay, so you guys. made me call him Wesley, and you said Wes. <laughs> I know him as Wes. I'm going to call him as Wes. W- Wes is fine. Yeah. My government name is Wesley, but you can call me Wes. Yes. Oh, see, I started using my government name when I started my podcast, and I was like, I'm definitely going to go by Q. <laughs> so... Yeah, dude, this is what I gotta deal with. Yeah, no worries. This is what I so, with. yeah, Wes, uh, but in, in the office, they call me Bucky. Oh, so, okay. I, either one's yeah. fine. What I said was clearly irrelevant. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'll okay. continue. Hey, but the reason why we brought Wes in here, Wes, uh, Wes and I go back a long, a long way. Um, he was uh, one of my soldiers in, the mo- in, uh, in our past time and uh, is actually in the current transitioning phase from active duty military to civilian life. And. As you know, a lot of you and a lot of topics have been discussed in the past of you hear it more from the post phase of veterans when they talk about, oh, that transition from, you know, service to civilian life and you hear it after the fact. Well, now we have the honor and the privilege to actually talk to somebody who is also a father, you know, in the military as well. But he is in what we call the during phase of the whole process. Enduring. The during phase. That means it's not complete, but it has been initiated. So, uh, Wes, why don't you tell us about yourself? Yeah, man. Uh, So, been in the Army active duty for just under seven years. Um, What was it? About a month or so ago, I uh, got my DD-214. I'm so jealous. I know I framed it. I literally framed it. You're right. yeah. And you're on terminal leave, right? Yeah. So I'm on terminal leave. Explain, explain the terminal leave. Means. Sure. So, uh, I'm, I'm out of the army, but I'm, I'm not. So I have my DD 214, which is the form that's saying that I am out of active duty service. Uh, but my official outdate isn't until November 8th. So technically Ooh. something, if something happens, you know, shit goes down. Can I curse? Can I curse on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, you can curse. Yeah, bad word. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if something goes down, uh, you know, the unit could call me back or, or whatever up until November 8th and I can go back in, you know, do, do the thing. But, um, so there's still a chance there. You're, so you're telling me there's a chance. There's so a they chance. Can, they can still technically extend you, right? They like, could. Yeah. yeah they could, how, does, um, how does the whole stop loss thing work though? Like even after years of service, don't you, isn't that put on your contract? Well, he hasn't like reached, you have, he hasn't years of he hasn't reserve yet. Yeah, that's right. So I, I would so, still be in, uh, the IIR inactive, mm-hmm. uh, ready reserve. ready reserve. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, world war three were to go down, they would pick from the IR first and then they go when, into a draft. The draft is still Change that if draft is when. still legal, but yeah, they, they 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 pick from them. But here's <laughs> the thing: like I I don't know, and not just not for you specifically, specifically, but I don't know if they want to pick from the IR. I'm just to be real. Like I know. mean, it's true, it's true. <laughs> we we literally, I mean, if you think about it, if we're if if, if the military scraping that part of the barrel, we are in like oh shit, well, we're about I to think, draft everybody. I think the Navy was the only one, or the was it the Marine Corps. I think it was only the Marine Corps. It was on military.com. Like, they're the only ones who met their recruiting quota. Really? Really? Yeah. And, like, the Army, the Air Force. So, 
Army and Air Force, I remember the numbers was 10,000. Oh, we, we missed it by 10,000. So, like, wow. the, the Air Force, right? Like That's wild. The Chair Force, they missed it by 10,000. Wow. What about Space Force, though? Oh, they met their quota. That makes sense. <laughs> but, like, I don't think they need that many people. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> what about so, Coast Guard? Uh, Coasties are fine, dude. Yeah. They're DHS well, now. So it, it, yeah, they're, yeah, so, they're DHS, so, Coast so they fall under something else. Coast Guard, Space Force, even though Space Force is technically still Air, is still Air Force. But yeah. uh, Coast Guard, Space Force, and uh, Marine Corps. Only wants to meet their quota. But wait, Marines met their quota? Yeah. But Army didn't? No. Wow. No. Whoa. Right. Wow. Well, dude. I mean, every, you know, if you talk to a lot of Marines. What about UPS? Bro. Did they make their quota? You, talk about <laughs> With UPS. that six figure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. They're making insane They're, they're making money above now. their quota right now. Yeah, but, you know, they, I guarantee they're working them like slaves. Oh, dude. Like but the Army? Weird. Do you know how many skill bridge packets went for UPS the day after they announced that? I could. Let's just say it went up by 60%. I looked it up. At least 60% of the time it works every time. Yeah, but is that only for drivers? Are they huh? only... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, This six-figure thing is only for drivers? Yeah. Yep. It's really hard to become a driver, too. And yeah. W- was it before this, or has it all, or, or is it only because the the pay raise? It's always been difficult to become a driver. Usually, you have to work within UPS. I'm not a UPS expert. You just work your way up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty a, sure you can't just go It's a Teamsters. In. You're part of the Teamsters union. So it's the buddy system. Yeah. From the day you walk in and apply, it is the buddy system. The really? who you know. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, never gonna go work for them then. But they yeah, have but really when you're good in, benefits. you're in though. Like that's just it. When you're in, you're in. So it's like a cult. Uh, we didn't go dark with it, dude. But yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what are you looking for? Jeez. <laughs> you just like this a cult. You know, he could have said, it's like the Disney Club, you know, or something. Which is a cult? But all right. No, he goes straight. It's well, so like a cult. <laughs> most people that work for them, they have really you good benefits. so dark, dude. <laughs> I've been by myself all day. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. Taking care of a sick child. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, beside the fact, we're getting off topic, though. All right, we're here about Wes. Okay. Oh yeah, we. You so have Wes. to introduce yourself again. I'm sorry. Hi, I'm <laughs> no. uh, Bucky so you're, Buckerson. You're, you're you're in uh you're in the transition phase. Yeah. All right. Now, when I met you, you you know, single father in the military. Yep. You know, and uh, you were going through a lot of difficulties at the time, or I wouldn't even say difficulties, more challenges. You know, but you you got through them, and uh, he also an NCO. Uh, junior NCO at that, you know, and in charge of a team, in charge of soldiers, you know. Now, you said eight years, right? Uh, just under seven. Just under seven. Um, okay, so in your years of service and then the time now as you're transitioning now, because we hear it all the time. We hear it all the time. Everybody's in like, I mean, I can't wait to be a civilian. I can't wait to be <laughs> all done with this. What are your thoughts on that? Like, how how is this uh, new chapter hitting you? It's tough, man. Um, it, there's you know good, bad, and ugly for every situation. Um, initially, the excitement of not having to go to PT or being texted, "Where are you?" Uh, that's really nice. I gotta say, uh, I, I do miss the camaraderie going into work, even doing uh, meaningless tasks. But you know, you're in the suck together. That's uh, that's something that even just on leave for yeah. the past like month, I, I miss for sure. Um, also, it's it's a little different for me because I'm I'm going into the reserve. So as soon as November 9th hits, so my day after ETS. 
I'll be able to in-process to my reserve unit, which is up at Camp Bullis. Um, Ooh, so nice. I'll, I'll be staying here in San Antonio uh, for a, a bit. It'll be, I signed a three-year contract with them. Um, nice. So it, luckily, I'm. It's a, it's a slow transition. Okay. It, 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 like it's a mild getting out of the military. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, you know, jumping in head first. Um, if I was, it'd be way more stressful than it is. Um, even before, what was it? So before I went to Honduras, so at the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. um, I was looking into skill bridges and other sorts of jobs and stuff uh, mm-hmm. to get out. Because everyone's saying, you know, you get out, you're, you know, with the job that you have, you can make six figures like that's that. What, that's that's what literally what everybody says in every MOS. I think everybody says that just so they can they can feel better about themselves. themselves. Yeah, feel no, better. So I, I, I literally hear that out. even from like supply people. It's kind of like justifying to, like to getting mechanics. out. You know, like, oh, I can make so much more. If you know someone, let me know. Uh, I have not been able to come in contact with that. Um, so even with I'm putting seven years of experience with, you know, my my niche, uh, I've, I've had a really hard time finding jobs. That's yeah. crazy. Um, they're, they are out there. Uh, the, the big things for me, I don't have a degree. Um, that's not the biggest cause I have enough experience to counter, yeah. counter that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even seven years of experience they're they're considering that like almost mid-level that's still like low level experience, which is outrageous. Jeez. Uh, what, what would be 10 or more medium level? It, yeah. It's like eight to 12 Jeez. 13 and then uh, uh, above that is like a senior level so yeah. basically it's like your second career is senior level it's it's insane yeah. um i had to look into it yeah so <laughs> but also <laughs> if you guys get the opportunity to get a ci polygraph uh, that is going to help you a ton too Ooh, if you ooh, don't have yeah. one i already got one good good uh um, really? that, that's huge yeah. you of all people the month before I was gonna say how the the heck? month before the this sounds so illegal. Listen, the month before the investigation, the, mo- the, mo- the month before dude. the official investigation. Oh yeah, I got they see I followed me. Is this what you Inco- did? Your cult? Inco- oh wow. Okay, calm down there. <laughs> but dude, sign me wow. up because I need a CI poly. <laughs> he needs a CI poly, dude. Hook so, him up. It's hard to get one. It of is. It's hey. So for uh, for the viewers who don't know what a CI poly is, what's the best way you can explain that? Sure. Um, in the military, there's different levels of security clearances. Um, if you have a top secret clearance, there's different caveats on top of it. Um, and this isn't like secret stuff. No, you can, fine. you can look this up. Um, you can get uh, so a counterintelligence polygraph. Uh, and basically you go and they ask you a bunch of questions to make sure you're not a terrorist or against the United States. That's all it is. Yeah. Yes. And how hard is it to get one of those? Uh, so I know it costs a few thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the DOD has their regulations, but you have to have a reason and a mission yeah. for it specifically. That's why I got it. I was working with the Marines and they had the, one of their missions was, uh, required a CI poly. Oh, required. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're so important. Hell yeah, brother. Required a CI poly. So, so we got, we, we got the, we got the head guy from Germany out really yeah but so real yeah yeah so um and he was he was saying that there's like there's i think he was saying there's less than less than a hundred because it they make it uh very difficult to even become a polygrapher now in our, uh, for the deal oh, there's only wow. so many of them because they have to they have there's to go through, literally only so many they have them. to go through size act 
then yeah, they, they have do to have go, to go through side. Then they, ha- then they one, of them the... went, one of them was in my class. Oh, oh really? Dude, I didn't know that. That's wild. Yeah, one hey, of them so was in my class. He's an he's old man, too. We were, we contacts, were too. He's like and the you're oldest just, guy. Like, he's asking for contacts. You can't hit this buddy up? Shame, shame. Yeah. <laughs> Hit this dude up. Hit Frank up, bro. Frank you know a. what? Low key, low key, I should like low key. I should I should dig to some emails and look them up because he was like he was saying like he's he's at he's actually he was saying like he was like a supervisory up there and is in charge of a, a team and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, so the, they're like like I said, they're very hard to come by because they they don't they have uh, very uh, few of them. Yeah, there's only so many. However, he, he said they're traveling all the time. Yeah, but he's but I, I know a lot of them. Uh, he was like, some of them don't want to work. They just collect collect a paycheck. What? Right? Isn't that the crazy part? You're like, yo, you have this like Dude, this that niche of a, a skill. Job again. Just go be a polygrapher. But you gotta go to side. I'm down. Well, so uh, you the, go back to Wachuca as a civilian. Gosh. Honestly, I I wouldn't mind. I would not mind working there. So the the whole point of me getting out is to stabilize for my daughter. And you mentioned, you know, I'm yeah a sing, uh, single dad. Um, I am engaged. Uh, high cast, part of the cast and cast podcast. They'll be up on next. Oh yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I've been a single dad for a bit and wanting to to stabilize for her. So that's why I'm getting out of active duty and going into the reserve, staying in San Antonio. Nice. Um, I, there were other opportunities. I, I know, like you know, the six figure what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, if you're willing to go to DC. Um, or these other places that are not preferred for sure you can do that but it'd be tough on you as a father i mean the whole point of me getting yeah. out is so that i can be with my daughter um yeah and i'm very very thankful to have a cordial relationship with her mom now uh, we have 50 50 custody um so week on week off it's her mom's week this week i get her on sunday and we just swap out so um to be able to to stay here and do that it, it's been kind of tough looking for for stuff yeah there was an opportunity to go to iraq and be do my job out there for oh, a year yeah. okay. and make like 110k untaxed oh, yeah. listen linkedin is always hitting me up for opportunities because my linkedin it technically still says i'm looking for a job i'm not but still <laughs> so yeah if you uh you know want to be a strategic debriefer out in iraq for a year make oh, some some of them big bucks that big money right there that isn't a big money. 15 days R and R too. But so, hey, that, that's dude. actually pretty cool. So you made those decisions based on your daughter. Yeah. So as a father, yeah. you made those, those she needs big, it. heavy decisions. That, she definitely needs it, man. That's pretty crazy, man. Now, um, what would have, uh, if she was older, would that have been different? Maybe. Like if it were, because we split up two years ago, over mm-hmm. a little over two years ago, and the, the transition has been really tough for her. So, when uh, we split, my ex moved from, so we're you know in San Antonio, that's where mm-hmm. we've been stationed. Her parents had recently bought a house out in South Carolina. Uh, we're both from Southern California, so she moved Ooh. to the opposite side of the country. Hmm. And uh, so when we split, she went out there, um, and then we were driving back and forth halfway in between. That's a 19-hour drive from mm-hmm. San Antonio to where they were in South Carolina. Oh, yeah. And we would do that every two or three months so that we each had time with our daughter, but it was, it was a lot. Um, and she was having trouble, you know, like with potty training and you, you could see it in how she was eating. It was, uh, it, it was really tough. So now that we're all back here in San Antonio, um, it, yeah, she moved back in January, Jan- yeah, January when I was out in Honduras. So, um, it, it's been good. Wow. It's been getting a lot better. It's just a, a tough situation. Want to make sure that she's, you know, developing properly, but yeah, to answer your question, if it was further along, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Being able to take her somewhere to to you know Utah or Arizona or yeah. DC or something I don't know yeah follow the job. Jeez man, 
I feel like I feel like when as they get older, you have to factor in like the whole school thing and that their too. friendships Friends. and their livelihood. Yep. And then it's like, are you about to be that father's like the typical military father we see in Hollywood portrayed like, oh, you got to move your kid, and they just made friends, and now they got to make new friends. Yeah. I mean that I it's that that scares me because I mean my daughter, my oldest, she'll be fifth. Or going on fifteen around the the time I'm, I'm reaching twenty yeah. years. Oh dang! And so uh, I, I mean, I, I hopefully by the time I can stabilize, whatever. But still, you know, moving uh, before that, they're obviously going to form friends and uh, bonds with people, and it's going to be like, yeah, we got to move. And you know, it's just kind of like a it's a sad thing because you can tell you can you can see it on their face when you yeah, really kid, when you really kids, know, your kids, man. You kids know, are a lot smarter than we think oh yeah like they pay attention you know very intuitive oh yeah my daughter gosh she yells at me <laughs> yells at me she's like you're not supposed I can to see do that. that mom doesn't do that you don't need it you can't do that but it's not like in this tone it's yelling at me i'm like Yo, who are you talking to right now and she's like you all right but say less I won't do that, bro. But uh, <laughs> imagine that. But like, you have week on, week off, so you don't know what the mom actually does. Oh, dude. It's like, well, mommy. Okay, so I'm my da- my daughter loves Peppa mm-hmm. Pig, so I'm Daddy Pig, and her mom is Mommy Pig, and she'll say, "Well, Mommy Pig lets me do this." I'm like, "Well, it's Daddy Pig's week." <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's funny, but sad at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> trying to I, I, trying to break those bad habits, you know. At least, yeah. at least you have the week, man. It, it's harder when you have months. That, yeah, it was let really me tough. tell you, it's harder when well, you have months because it's like you have to take months of bad habits that were accepted by his mother potential bad habits and you have to like okay we need to fix this yeah and then he spent all this time showing him what right is right and just getting him you know uh just being a you know an overall just doing the right thing even when no one's looking like that's one thing i want really harp on my son like that's the message i want to make sure he it's instilled upon him is hey man just always do the right thing even when no one is looking yeah even but do when you, mommy and daddy are not there no one no one though there's no one there to enforce something good but i want to make sure it's instilled upon you to make that right decision so you know do you would prefer the the week on week off thing yeah, that would be that'd be nice, but at the same time, I can also see it can also be uh, very exhausting and strenuous on the job, which I can see, yeah. like even just in in his situation, and as you know, he was still in my platoon at the time. It can be tough, dude. Like, yeah, being in in, in serving in our organization, you know, and so then having to like balance everything you do, especially weeks out you know and training and tdys and everything you're just like okay will this week fit in will this week not fit in my schedule will this week fit in no okay now i have to plan this now i have to plan that and i'm like dude yeah with how unpredictable at least our unit was i can't say for the army as a whole but they would say okay hey we need someone to go to a certain country like in in two, two weeks days. <laughs> or two days or whatever yeah, dude yeah like, i got uh, i found out i gotta go somewhere on friday yeah, so I'm gonna be leaving for a few weeks. You gonna make it? A few weeks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, last time I'm you gonna, gonna make the flight, man. You know what I'm saying? No, let me tell you something. Let Someone, me tell you something. There's there, a lot to that story. You do gay not know. Gallegos. There's a lot to that story. Paging you do gay not Gallegos. know. <laughs> Is that what that call was? Someone missed a flight and they gave you a call. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some terminal in Honduras is <laughs> like, like this guy's not Gallegos. Sargento Gallegos. <laughs> 
Senior Mr. Gabriel, venga. That's exactly what's mean, Paige. And next thing you know, American Airlines is like, oh, what? Didn't no show? Say less. <laughs> Say less. Uh, so, because so, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm married, and so I don't. I, I'm sorry. This is gonna sound really mean. I am still married. Well, I'm married, so <laughs> oh, dude, he's so much cooler than us because you know, he's married. Yeah, listen. And a soldier. <laughs> Do better. Anyway. <laughs> oh, <shit. Damn. laughs> okay. So, um, with because I I think about um, the kids, and obviously you guys think about your kids in this in these situations, right? You're not just thinking about yourself and the time you get with your kids. Um, but with the, I was going to ask with the week on week off or the the I don't know every other month type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the strain on if you're not in the same or you guys are in the same place in San Antonio, so it's a lot easier, I'm sure. But with that, do you think it's hard on her to have to go from one house to the next house every week, not feeling like there's never like a a point where it's just like I can stay, like stability, stability? Yeah, you know. That's a good question. Um, and if you can share as much as you've, sure. uh, how, whatever you're comfortable with, I don't yeah. want you to feel pressured to have to say what your whole life story is. No, you're good, man. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there is. Uh, the, the house that I'm in is the house that she grew up in here in San Antonio. Oh, so nice. that is, for That's me, good. what I see is like her base, regular, her, her, the headquarters. Her she's foundation, had that. Her exactly. roots right there. Well, so she's been in that since she was six months old. Oh, uh, she yeah. was born in, in Monterey. Yeah, yeah. So she was born in Monterey when we were at DLI. And then we immediately came here. This is my first and only duty station. My three-year contract turned into almost seven years. Anyway. Um, nice. There's a story behind there. Hey, oh. I might be doing the same thing. <laughs> oh. Well, do, I mean, it was, it was extending because of the divorce. Oh, So gotcha. that's why I extended twice. Well, so I got extended once for DLI on, involuntarily. That was 13 months. For your time starts after DLI. Yeah, yeah. They don't tell it's, you that no, until it's you're weird. in DLI. It's weird. He's not the only one. That, I found that out being in their platoon. You know, and their platoons aren't like he's not the only one in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so got extended uh, for that, and then I extended uh, on my own for stability here in San Antonio twice, uh, and that turned into six years and almost ten months of time in service, so it, just under seven years. You extended here twice? Yeah. They let you? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to try to do what you did. It, but it was it was shortly after COVID where if you extend, you get six months of stabilization. Oh, gosh. Dang it. Which they don't have anymore. No. Especially with COVID. That changed up everything. Yeah. COVID's not real. Not real anymore, I should say. Well, it's, I'm sure it would come back. I mean, they got to come up with something for this election. Yeah, they so. got to come up with something. Election, election time's coming, so they need Swine some. Swine flu. <laughs> 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 Malaria. I don't know. <clears throat> some crazy crazy name yeah but yeah a- anyway so reagan's been oh ca- bleep that out um my daughter's been um, definitely send me a text message and i will yeah yeah so uh my daughter's been at this house since she was six months old um and so i see that as like that's her base and mm-hmm. then wherever mommy pig is uh so she's moved she's had two different places since she's been here one was in like a really bad spot so i'm glad that she is where she is now and mm-hmm. then uh she goes to a school by that area. Um, really good, really good school district. Really good people. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I think she's doing well. She mm-hmm. seems to. I mean, she's so freaking outgoing, dude. Yeah. She. she <laughs> the That's first legit. day. That's legit. The first day of school, she said, "I'm Daddy Pig. I'm gonna be shy." And then as soon as we walk up, 
we're waiting in line to register. Hi, I'm, and then she like says her name and goes up and hugs people and is like, oh, Daddy Pig, can I good. dance? And yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Awesome. Yeah, she's it, a future Disney star right there. Dude, she's, I, I love her to she's death. She's got that. She needs to be in drama class. She's she, older. Dude, I, I'm going to get in her into something. I was actually just talking to a buddy, sorry, um, yesterday about like her kids and stuff. Um, yeah. and I'm, I need to get her into like soccer, gymnastics or ballet. Yes. Gymnastics. Yes. Oh my gosh. My daughter loves gymnastics. The power of sports, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. She won't do soccer though. My daughter won't do soccer. She's such a weirdo. She won't do soccer. Well, I mean, give her, give her some time. I, we signed her up for soccer and she was the kid standing you, in the middle I'll, of the field crying. I'm I'll, like, tell, Bro, what I'll are you tell doing? you one thing. I'll tell you one thing that I've learned with kids. All right. And, and I've learned a lot with my son is they will never want to do something but the minute they see their father doing it it's like they kind of like okay now it's something that's on their radar now yeah well no matter if it's working out if it's playing sports if i bring my son to the gym and he sees me pick up that like if i hand him a basketball he's like be like i don't like yeah go shoot he's not a no team but if he i tell him sit right here i he sees his dad pick up that ball he goes out there with like a group of guys and play some pickup games and he sees his dad out there then all of a sudden, now I see him picking up that ball and he's bouncing it, dribbling it, and now he's like, "Okay, let's go." This is interesting. And now he's yeah. into it. Yeah, you know. Well, I tried to. Uh, so her her coach, uh, we she teach him these drills. So we'd go home and before bed, I was like, "Hey, we're gonna do these drills." You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like I'm freaking Serena Williams' dad or something right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do drills. All right, let's let's practice." And uh, for the first like two weeks, it was good. Right, she would do it. After that, she's like, "No, I don't want to do that. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm tired, Dad. I'm tired." And I'm like, "All right, bro. I guess we're going to bed." <laughs> and then we we didn't even go to the last two games because she she just she just stood there. She loved gymnastics though. That's good. How old is she? She's five. Okay, yeah, yeah. same same age. She okay, literally cool. just like gymnastics. Uh, when we were in North Carolina, she would go out there and she'd be shy initially, but the moment they in the room, they're like. She's and the teacher's like talking. She'll go to the balance beam by herself, and she's like, "Dad, look at me. Yeah, look at me." I'm like, "No, go over to there. <laughs> Stop paying attention to me. Go over there." <laughs> so yeah, she loves it. So have you done it since she's been here? No, because we've actually got her into swim. Um, oh, okay, cool. You know, because you know, I want my black daughter to know how to swim. So you know. <laughs> Whoa, dude, dude! Why do you got to? Why, why does he got to go there? So first it's the cold, and then he goes straight to the, dude. What dude, the heck? You know bro? what? So I grew up with the pool. So um, okay, hey, that's all I had to say. Right? Hey, I'm on my daughter. Yeah, she's she's, like, she's <laughs> she don't care what color well, she is. I mean, I think it's obvious. But anyway, I know it doesn't matter. She it, just wants to swim. It was a joke. It was a great joke. <laughs> it was a great. I know, joke. I know, but I, I just make fun of how society just. Society, like, dude, they, you know they create the segregation. Like I feel like totally. they just create it. So like, like ten you're, years you're ago, you're making a fuss. Like it's not a big deal. Just here you go. Just go swim, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like just go swim. Ten years ago, you make a joke, but then you're like, "But for real, man, let's go swim." Like I don't care if you sit no. on the steps. Like let's just go swim. I, I had this argument the other day, and I don't mean to get off topic, but I had this argument the other We're day. Totally getting off topic. Yeah, I know, I know. So I'm into the show. <laughs> what topic? I'm dude? into the show. I'm into the show. Love is blind on Netflix, guys. Some of you probably know what I'm talking about. Now, they he, recently shame on him. No, they that recently made stupid. Yes, no, I'm agreed. into the show. I'm into the show. Now they also Netflix made a version for uh, tailored around the LGBTQ, T, Z, all that, all the letters alphabet. Like, 
yeah, basically uh, lesbians. You know, it's focused around lesbians. And I'm like, the fact that you did this, you're segregating them. You should have just intertwined them with the regular group of people. Like, yeah. Just bring them in. Just bring them in. Bring those couples in with the other couples. Now you're you're segregating. You're, you're creating isolating that. them, and you're saying like, look, you're isolating them and making it something special. Now where hey, focus on them for this, and it's like, no, nah, dude, just bring them in, mesh them together. Yeah, just like love on the spectrum, they should have had just, them together. You exactly, know? love on the spectrum. Bring them all in together. Why are you segregating? Is that a thing? Love. What is that? That that's real. Yeah. People that, I thought you were saying, I thought you were no, making a dude, joke, and I was like, man, love out. is a spectrum. Oh, okay. No, 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 you need to check this show that, out. That's a real show. I think it, it was from Australia. Uh, okay. It's people that are on the spectrum dating. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. okay. Literally. Okay. Um, yeah. I shouldn't laugh. But I was saying as a joke, they should bring the people that are on the spectrum dating real, no, real people. <laughs> dude, imagine one of <laughs> Bleep us. Bleep that out. <laughs> imagine one of us went on that show and we couldn't find nobody. <laughs> No, that's just a real struggle. Find nobody. What do you do with How yourself? How many infantry you go on that show and you don't find nobody? Damn, there's just no hope at that point. Like, where do you go after that, bro? But you know how. <laughs> you know how happy You're they would be. You're setting those people up, dude. What do they do if they don't find nobody on that show? They would be happy just to be on TV, bro. Yeah, but now it's like, dude, you seriously can find nobody here. Like, this is the. This is the part of the barrel where you can. Well, find then people. that's on the producers for not finding the right person. <laughs> Damn, dude, I feel sorry. For, I hope they have a therapist there on site just to kind of talk to them. They probably do, dude. Think about it, bro. <laughs> not, Imagine not, I went on that show and I couldn't find nobody. <laughs> leaving, I got booted first episode. <laughs> just, you know. Oh man, you yeah. are not the father. <laughs> okay, okay, let's dial it back. Let's dial it back. Anyway, serious question. Okay, I was trying dude. to ask, right? No, serious question. So, like, because so I ask because when I when I said like I said with the the week on week off or the the monthly thing, you know, yeah. Selfishly, oh, selfishly, if I were in your guys' position, I would want to do the week on week off thing. I would. That's what I would want to do. However, but as from a out thinking outside think looking in, I would want what would give her or my my kids the best stability right so if that meant hey you got to spend <clears throat> x amount of months or even say school year with mom and then i get summer okay that's gonna hurt i'm gonna miss a lot of things and it's gonna mm-hmm. suck but um if that gives you the stability where your friends are whatever the case might be then that's what i care about right because i want i want um I want my kids. If I were in that position, I want my kids to be happy, and I want where their where their friends are, where the stabi- offers stability the most. I want that for them. Because I, when I was a kid, I was moving all the time. My dad was in the military, but we were. Um, he flew for the airlines, mm-hmm. and we moved all the time. And so um, it was very easy or very normal for me just to kind of be like, "Yep, I made friends here, but I'm out. Peace out. Good knowing you guys." Mm-hmm. And just kind of moving on, you know. But I understand. You know, kids today, or yeah, in this generation, they that's, that's hard for them, right? To really no, to say form of a relationship, a bond with somebody else, and be like, "Hey, man, we got to go now." But tell your friend you see him, maybe never, right? So I don't know. That's why yeah. I ask. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, if, for me, I, that was something that I was I was struggling with, mm-hmm. um, making sure that she is stable and happy and whatnot. Yeah, luckily, she's young enough to where those relationships haven't really formed because she's five. Yeah. So. My thing is I can't control who my ex is dating. And that's a big part of she needs a strong father figure. And I know I can give that to her. And Mm -hmm. she needs her dad. 100%. 100%. Um, 
there's other parts of things that we've gone through that um, we can talk offline about mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that that make me want to do the week on week off. Um, just but to make sure that she's taken care of. Yeah, got you. No, I, I like you yeah, said, dude. I I know that's all. Like, trust me, trust me. And I feel like as a father, it hits you even more when it's your son. There's just something about it. There's there really is. And uh, we've discussed this before. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. been the toughest form of chaos in my life that I've had to really deal with is the fact that being separated, you know, from my son mm-hmm. and knowing that eventually another man is going to be able to wake up and start his day and end his day with my son. Yep. That's my blood, you know. That's and a... That's a it, 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 it hits hard. It definitely hits hard. It's and an I eternal could, battle and you sit there and you wrestle with like... <sighs> oh, yeah. Because if... It, you mean... So, if it, it's, it's bound to happen, um, so... I would think that you would only want, you would hope that it's someone similar enough to you that's going to instill similar the similar values oh, yeah. that you were instilling in him when your son is with you, or even for yourself when, when your daughter is with you, right? And I think that's the best you can hope for, the best thing, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to have, if this person this person's going to be around your kids, you want them to be instilling similar values that you are. Oh, no, I fully them. agree. I fully agree. If you don't have that communication or anything in that mm-hmm. aspect, it's it's just going to always be stressful. Yeah. You're going to always, your mind's going to always go places, man. And yeah, way to, way to take me back, dude. Way to take me yeah. back. So my, my biggest concern is... My fault? No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, cute. it is 100% your fault. It's 100% no. your fault. Dude. Well, we got to talk about dads. We never... We, no, we, I know. We always I know. talk about comfort and chaos, and we never get to talk about dads. So we're, no, we're, this we're is, talking this is, about this dads This is very dad-focused. This is very dad-focused. Oh, yeah. You know, and... Uh, but I also would like to ask him, though, a very important aspect, and okay. I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of people who are currently serving or thinking about serving or even already served would like to know as far as what is what would you say would be your AAR, you know, for the whole transition process as oh, far man. as how has that been, you know, what you sure. can fix, what if you even feel like they even care or is there a <laughs> setup for you? Like I'm just saying there's because eventually we're gonna hit that spot, you know? And anybody who is serving now, you're gonna hit this spot. Mm. You know. And anybody who has served, it may be different. It may be different based off his experiences. So I'm just, I'm curious. Sure. You know. There's a lot. So there, there's a lot of different facets to, to getting out. And there's way more than I realized going through the physical process. Um, one is, and I'm sure y'all have heard it. Y'all have been in longer than I have. Make sure that everything is documented medically. Yes. Uh, mental health, physical health, whatever it is, something small, go frequent and often uh, so that there's that paper trail. Because if it's the paper trail is not there, you're very unlikely to get paid for it on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't think that you know. Uh, I know that that stigma, at least maybe what ten years or, ago or so, that that stigma of being a a sick all ranger or whatever that you got to take care of yourself because no mm-hmm. one's going to do it. The army is a big machine. You're this tiny little cog in it. It's going to keep rolling along. Take care of yourself and think about what you're going to be doing on the outside. Um, so go often, even for little things, your knees hurt, go, go to physical therapy, get the help, make sure that it's taken care of. 
uh, also for your, your transition out, uh, start as soon as you can, like go to SFL tap, like 18 months, 15 months out. She's got a text message about that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we both did. You guys gotta, yeah. go. I wish I had gone sooner because it would have given me more time to prepare. So there's something um, on the lines of, I forget, a BDD, I think is what it's called, uh, where you can file your VA claim while you're still in yeah. as long as you're before 90 days out. I was too late, so I have to file as soon as I get out, um, wow. which is... It is what it is. Uh, I'll still get back pay as long as I file within the first year of getting out. Um, but technically, if you file within uh, this certain time period before 90 days, as soon as your ETS date hits, you will start getting VA pay for whatever disabilities you have. So that that's even a while you're in the reserves. Yeah. yeah so you just don't get uh, you don't collect your uh, uh, your drill. You're, you technically don't collect a drill paycheck. Uh, so my best friend, uh, or one of my best friends, she um, she goes to drill in San Antonio, cool. Campolis as well. Nice. Uh, but she, so she's she's a Lima. But I, you know, I I ask people all the time, like, oh, you're going to the reserves? You you might meet this person. And I'm like, probably not. But I'm like, just in case you do. But um, you know, she's great. But anyway, me and her talk often, and she was telling me about how um, with her with her uh, VA benefits. She cannot, I guess, legally she cannot collect her VA benefits as well as her um, her drill paycheck or whatever the case might be. Uh, it's either one or the other. But uh, depending how much your, what your percentage is, it might be more or less than what your drill is, and because rank and then and your what your how much you got percentage you got. So if you yeah. got like fifty percent, but you're a staff sergeant, right? And it's kind of like probably gonna collect that drill paycheck. So drill is roughly 430 to 460. That's what I, I would be making. So you uh, you would probably be a little bit more than me. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'm sorry. I don't know what yours would obviously be more than that. So she's a, she's a, she's a sergeant first class at 10, 11 years. Okay. Um, and so, and she's, she's fighting for her hundred because she got, they got her at like a 92, which is oh, if you're, below, if you're, I think it's like 94. And above, below, you're at 90. 94 and above, you're considered 100. Dang. And so she's fighting for... Um, she, she. There's a program out there, and she's fighting for that to get that 100%. Because she definitely Good. needs 100%, right? Because, um, I mean... And I'm not just speaking that as biasly as her, one of her good friends, but... So knowing some of the things she has in her life and that she's gone to the doctor for, especially why she was in, it's like, yeah, no, you need that 100%. You, you're broken. <laughs> so... But, uh, but anyway, yeah. I didn't mean to interject completely. Jeez, like that. dude, no, you're good. Yeah, it's a so I would definitely look into it. I mean, like, don't let me be the the only one or the information come from me. But she was one who was telling me like she can't collect her VA bit, uh, paycheck or she can collect one or the other VA or the or the drill. So I would just look into it and whatever the case might be. Did you get the bonus when you did the reenlistment for the reserves? Uh, yeah, so I won't get it until I uh, in process to the new unit. Oh, got you. Okay, okay. All right. Nice. But yes, yeah, it's a good it, bonus. It is, yeah. So it's 15k. Yeah. Uh, lump sum. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the it, wedding right there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, if you uh if that's a 3-year contract to a 6-year contract. Okay. There's no that's why I did a 3-year. Because if you do a four, nice. five, or six, it's still fifteen k. I'm like, I'm just gonna oh yeah, I'm just gonna uh, the three. yeah, I definitely take the three. <laughs> I mean, if they had a bigger one for six years, I would have done it. Because yeah. I mean, I plan on doing the like getting my retirement through the reserves. Oh, hell so, yeah. Okay, nice. Um, 
but yeah, the, so for sure the BDD, making sure that, you know, you get everything taken care of, uh, while you're still in, even if you think it's small. Um, and then when you go through SFL tap, like legit pay attention, cause they'll talk about schooling, uh, you a skill bridge. If you want to do that, um, I would recommend going through a skill bridge one, do a skill bridge. Uh, and then to do the research on the ones that are already pre-qualified, um, you can get ones that aren't qualified, but that's what my issue was. Why mine didn't go through I see. I because see. It, it got stuck at legal and then it just never went through. It never went through for like is, a legal review. Yeah. That's where, uh, um, uh, Lisa's. Oh, really? Oh, Even though, but his is one of those ones that you were talking about. It specifically says like, it does not require a legal review. But it's the brigade commander who's like, I want a legal review. And, what? And then so he took it to legal, and they they were like, it says right here you don't need a legal review. He's like, can you tell that to the brigade commander, please? <laughs> and yeah, that should that be like sucks, a simple, and yeah, so simple like, phone call or an email. Or, or like someone like going upstairs and being like, sir, per the document yeah, you that it. you like that everyone else assigned, it says right here does not require it because it's already it's already been matched up the dod has already done their checks and says hey yep this is one of the programs that we have already qualified it says it's good to go so he might even be able, he might not even be able to go on his that sucks man yeah and it's and it's so it's crazy right you know because this is program is set up for so for people soldiers transitioning out of, get out of the military yeah I and feel so like they, they shouldn't can limit learn that. a new craft right like who are you a person who's making quadruple what this individual makes right to make i'm making up a number i'm making up a number but i imagine it's a very large sum more than what we are making right and this soldier's getting out and you're you're going to hold it up over something trivial that already outlines that it does need to that's ah, mm, that's part of the military that bothers me the most so frustrating that bothers me what like why are they trying to gatekeep this guy's future because I, I, I guess the he Per him, the brigade commander doesn't want to take on the. Uh, he's a, a safety risk. Like if you know if something happens, it's on him for signing off for approving it. It's like yo, know, this has already gone through so many different levels before. You're just a, you're just approving that this soldier is yeah, capable to go do participate on the skill bridge. You don't need you know like this whole legal review. It wouldn't even be our legal who would do the legal review. It would have to. I imagine so. It would have to. I imagine it would have to go somewhere else. For another pro, it's not our brigade that right. approves it. So, and and that's the, and that's where that's the thing. He's thinking brigade is telling brigade is going to do this legal review, Mm-mm. and it's like no, like why would our brigade who are who are they to ju- to say this program is good enough? They're not going to go They're out not there and places. go talk yeah. to these people, or the case might be to confirm that it's the big army because it's Skillbridge, which is army wide, right? And that goes back to my point. If we're if we're here to take care of soldiers, take care of soldiers. I'm not saying he's not doing that. There might be other underlying things that I'm not aware of, but based off yeah, what I've been told. I think this can go along with that text that we got regarding the SFL tap. Yeah, 100%. This can go in, hey, here's some other issues, though, regarding the same program yeah, that we're like, dealing with. You know, like, let soldiers do this. They've done their time. I was telling even soldiers in your office and your former office, right? I was like, hey, you're when you, are, when you join the Army in the first couple of years, a lot of us just waste our fucking time. Mm-hmm. We just waste our time. Yeah, we don't do anything. I, we do things, but we don't do anything preparing ourselves to get out. And so I'm at this point where now, where I tell soldiers like, "Hey, man, you want to stay in? Cool, stay in. You want to get out? Cool, get out." However, every day that you spend in the army is a day you're preparing for the day you get out. Mm-hmm. So whether that's you want 
I was like, you have a goal in mind, you have a why, you have what, whatever it is you want to do. Every day you're here, prepare for doing, prepare to do that. And it can be something small. You can say, hey, I filled out this paperwork today and that's going to help me do this. I'm one class closer to earning my degree, whatever it is, right? But you're preparing to, for the day that you get out because a lot of us get to the freaking finish we line and we're like, line and we're already like, ooh, I made a bad choice. I got to go back. You know what I mean? And then you start like, oh, now I got to start game planning. And it's like, no, game planning started years ago. That's why I re-enlisted. When the first, the very first re-enlistment, uh, I was I was in Afghanistan, and it was January of 2017. And I'm sitting in my office, and I was like, and my boss is like, hey, he's like, are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Gonna get in or get out, or not get in, but are you gonna stay in or get out? And I was like, I'm getting out. I'm gonna go be a state trooper. Right, Texas State Trooper. That's what I want to do. Ooh. Um, and I, so I, I went on to do that too. I'm on the website. I was on the website, uh, and I was like, I have to wait um, for like until beginning of February, and that's where the the window opened for people to start putting their applications in, going all this. I'm like, Phew. Army, freaking, I'm good to go. Well, <clears throat> I started overthinking, thinking about it, thinking about it. I was like, I actually don't have any of these meet these prerequisites. I'm like, I'm not good enough. So I psyched myself out. I was like, yep, sign another contract. Because I was like, I don't, I'm not prepared. And I haven't been preparing for this moment as other people have. There was mm-hmm. a dude who's been preparing. He's like, I've been talking to state troopers for the last two years. So they know my name. They're familiar with who I am. Uh, even though my app, I just started my application, but I've been talking to them in contact, learning the things I need to learn, acquiring the skills I need to acquire to prepare for that. So that's my spiel. Prepare for the day you get out because a lot of us, in the, especially in our beginning years, don't do that before it's too late. Next thing you know, we're, we're signing contracts and we don't want to. Jeez, dude. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's even a lot to think about going through uh, tuition assistance and just taking like a class. Yeah. I, I wish I had done that because I still don't have my degree. Uh, and so, if you don't, or even if you have the ability to take classes, do it. That, do you have that'd be huge. Your associates from, um, Coaches, uh, I have all the the credits from the it, credits. but I I haven't put them together yet. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, because that's, I mean, I have the associates, um, and you know, it's it. Some people are like, "Oh, you have a degree." I was like, "I have an associate's degree," but you know, like, yeah, I do. But it's just whatever. But I tell, I was telling all the soldiers because when they offered that program, uh, I, I'm pretty sure they still offer it even yeah. when you go to yeah. ALC. Um, they were like, uh, you know, pay $60 and all the credits that you would get, whatever can go towards a coach's college associate, a coach's college associate's degree. And there were people who were like, nah, I'm good. I was like, do you not have $60? Cause I'll pay the $60 for you. Yeah. If it's a matter of $60, I'll pay you. I'll pay for that $60. No, nah, I just don't want it. <laughs> That's a really dumb decision. I'm telling you right now, like you need to. You're they're giving you guys. You have to take. You'll take three classes if you have zero college. You would have to take theoretically three or four classes, and that's your math, English. English. So two English classes, two math classes, and one history class. So five, right? Mm-hmm. And you have an associate's degree, and that's more than a lot. What the more than what a lot of people could say. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, why not jump on this opportunity? If it's a matter of sixty dollars, again, I will pay the sixty dollars. I have a credit card. I will swipe that motherfucker if I need to. Like I will give that. I'll pay that sixty dollars so you can so you can have that. But people are like, "No, I'm good." I couldn't believe it. Shocked. I was like, "Why?" Yeah, that's wild. ALC. I still paid the sixty dollars even though I already had the associate degree to get the additional eleven credits. Didn't need it, 
but I still pay for it. I was like, just in case. There yeah, it's go. good to have, man. Yeah, so. But people don't want to do that. I don't know. Yeah, same thing. So at, at DLI, you have the opportunity to take whatever class that you took and put that towards an associate's as well. So same thing. Really? You just need those five classes or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can have a, an associate's degree in that language. That's Oh, wow. And, and so you know the crazy thing? Most of these kids, though, that join the Army now, they most of them have done like a year or so of college. So they have most of their core curriculum, or not core, but their basic college classes out of the way already so it's a matter of like hey you're gonna go de- do dli alc or whatever it is or your ait right mm-hmm. you're gonna do it anyway and you're gonna pass so like why mm-hmm. not like hop on that up op- available opportunity um when i was first joined someone and this was tuition assistance i wasn't gonna go to school sort of i wasn't gonna go to school and one of my ncos she was like the army gives you $4,500 a fiscal year not a year a fiscal year and you're telling me you're not going to go to school I was like no she's like you're stupid yeah. shut up straight up she's like you're stupid well it also depends on the job though because I'll tell you straight up my first you know my first MOS you couldn't you didn't have time dude you, you literally didn't have time and if you wanted to advance in your career as a scout you needed to apply yourself towards all these army schools yeah, uh the true. training yeah. uh the deployments i mean you had to put yourself out there you know you're moving yourself you're moving up from a driver to a gunner to having your own gun truck being mm-hmm. a tc to working your way up to senior scout like you're working your way up and you have to it takes time it does yeah. it does and it's to the point where okay do you even care about your personal life? Do you care about what you do at home? Or are you going to always just be on, hey, no attention to to your significant other, no attention to, oh, this is it, this is what I'm doing, and then boom, wake up the next morning, do this and this, and then come back home and repeat and repeat and just keep it going. Where there's no time for nothing. Yeah. No time for nothing. And the next thing you know, oh, we're deploying. Or, hey, we got to go over here. we got to go uh, rotation over here. We're going to be gone for a month. You know, be gone for two months. Yeah, life happens, man. It's tough. <laughs> and it, I mean, it, it is tough, but I'll tell you how, if the Army cared to change that, is raise the pay incentive based off the educational platform that you can apply oh, to, your, nice. to your resume or to your ERB. Well, but they like don't do if, that. If you like raise it based off of the level of education, a level of education yeah. you have. Because if you think about it this way, you got. You know how many much officers you are we making? About, yeah, no, think about it this way. You got. Not officers. So check this out. So, oh, okay. I like so, it. Me, <laughs> so you got, you got, you got senior NCOs. All right, let's just put it this way. You got senior NCOs who have college have the experience have mm-hmm. the operational experience have the multiple deployment rotations you know training experience training certifications and yet a brand new officer who has zero all of that but just this four-year degree and went to OCS or went to basic training went to their little officer with uh, a bullock or whatever mm-hmm. and then boom they're in this job and they're automatically getting paid more than you but yet they know nothing of what you know nothing uh, they don't they see a slide and they don't know what that is and they is need help updating it this is why I commissioned no but and and that's what i'm saying <laughs> but yet we're the ones who have to update that slide we're the ones who have to interpret yeah. that we're the ones who have to plan and coordinate we're the ones who do and it's like dude okay 
raise that freaking pay. No, I agree. I so I, 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 and I think me and you talked about this during the middle of, in the middle of the week. Like, imagine what would happen in the army, right? Because think about it. Like we were talking about earlier, the army missed their quota by ten thousand. But imagine what would happen if you said, "Hey, we're going to raise the pay scale, and it's going to be a reasonable raise, right? Obviously, inflation, all those things. But just taking away inflation and all that outside stuff. But and it's just say it's a normal year in the army, if you will, and raising that just raising that pay where it's a reasonable pay where you know i don't know um a sergeant first class who has say over 12 or 10 to 12 years is making 90 to a hundred thousand dollars a year you're an ex you're basically an expert at your craft right you're supposed to be yeah right you're supposed to be some form of sme at your craft so why not pay them accordingly that would make the most sense because now that incentivizes people of like Oh, not only do I want to be an expert at my craft, but I want to make the paycheck that goes along with it. Yep. And this is why so many people, especially in Intel, want to go warrant because they're like, oh, they just or they get out. I want to go. Yeah, because they know their value. Because I want to go. I want to make more money and blah blah blah. Or and whatever your reason is, that's fine, right? I get that. Uh, But still, there we could keep so many good people if we incentivized. If we had more incentivization. Incentivization to stay. I don't even that's a word, but I'm using it. <laughs> but we don't do that. So. No, we don't. And because there's no self that value, because the realistic, the reality of this whole thing is, is the reason why I believe strongly there is a recruiting deficit, you know, why they're hurting right now is because soldiers now are smarter. Your average soldier, your junior soldier is smarter because the access to information has literally changed yeah. 10 years ago. You know, and soldiers now are smarter. They know more intellectually and they can operate at a higher caliber, but yet they know they're about to join an organization where that's underappreciated. You know, mm-hmm. it really is. And they, you see it, you see it. And there's not a single, I, I cannot think of any kind of corporation or, or civilian organization whatsoever that will literally compromise the integrity of experience and training over just a piece of paper. So which employee would that, what that holds more which, value? which one is more valuable to that organization? Mm-hmm. You know, you will go work at Amazon and you have an individual applying and you have another individual applying who just graduated and they just say, hey, I want to work at Amazon. I got a business degree. You have another person who's like, yeah, I went to college. I worked my way up. I know delivery. I know logistics. I know operational concept, operational decision-making, task management, time management. I've been literally trained and certified in every echelon of this. Okay, which one should bring more value to this organization? But if you don't have that piece of paper, they're not going to look at you. Yeah. But he, this is what I'm saying is times have changed, though. Not even. They're now, still no, prioritizing the, the degree. Organizations now are literally, to, inc- to include Tesla right now, literally are factoring that exact thing. Experience. experience. What you can bring to the organization, what you can bring to the table if you have a creative thinker, you creative thought, you can bring productivity, whatever. They're going to wave you higher than, say, the person with the degree who has zero creativity, zero operational concept at all. But Okay, think about it. But the- we're in that time because anybody can get information. You know, literally, you can get somebody like, let's say, Mr. Beast. Okay. Someone <laughs> like Mr. Beast. No, I'm yeah. dead serious. Someone like Mr. Beast. I guarantee... 
he, I don't even know if he even has a college degree. I don't even know that. I don't know. I, I, don't, I think he I was he started college, but he never finished because he exactly. Made, he got big but when I he guarantee was, uh, you when he was in college. I guarantee you that guy, CEOs and billionaires are going to answer his text if he calls them. They're oh, not going to be like, well, I'm not going to talk to you because you don't have a degree. They're not going to, but yes, because it's what he brings to the table. That's a little yeah. bit, yeah. Hard, but, but I know. But at the same time, it's because they know he, the way he thinks, the way his mind, the way yeah, he is, yeah, the way yeah. he operates, what he can bring to the that. table. You can't teach that. But you if know? we're talking about entry level people, where yes, there's someone that has four years of experience or a four year degree. I agree. It should be the experience because they know their ass from a hole in the ground. But especially in the military, yes. But when you're out in the workforce and you're sending out that resume. The ninety percent of the people don't get past yeah, that first. Know. Well, it's because it goes through a system, and it's a computer that looks at it. And so the the requirements that whatever the employer is saying that they need X, Y, and Z, if it doesn't say for your bachelor's degree, they're not even going to get past that first section of a computer mm-hmm. looking at them. Yeah. Even though they have four years of experience in logistics or X, Y, Z, they're not going to look at it. But period. even then, as a as from a business perspective, right, it would be cheaper for me to hire the guy with the four-year degree than with the guy with the four years of experience because ultimately that might require you're no you if you have four years of experience right that that may be you don't no longer fall in that entry level right because you have experience so that entry level who has a four-year degree though hey i can pay you less and what you can work more hours whatever the case might be and then you can start from the ground up and it would take you a while to be making some more actual money from the company rather than hey guy who has four years experience to say hey i'm gonna i'm gonna pay you more to start and then in about five years, you're going to be making, I don't X amount of money, right? So from a business perspective, that's what I would say. Obviously, yeah, I think about I that know. because I like business, but still, nonetheless. I guess I'm just, you know, I'm really fighting for the soldiers here. Well, from, you know? a, from a people's perspective, right, 100%, I'm with you, right? Like, I get that. And I... We want more money. Yeah. Give us more I'm money. Just, I'm just, I'm tired of, like, having to pick up officer slack oh, without yeah. the pay. Like I'll, I'll take Pelosi's exer- freaking uh, list of where she's putting all her stocks. I'll just take that. If you don't give me more money, just give me the list. No, but leg- like reality-wise, it's it's sad. It's sad that I know officers in our military who are in positions of command and control. Those are their duties and responsibilities enabled upon them by the U.S. militaries to command and control. They don't even know how to shoot their damn weapon. Oh my gosh! How many ranks? They don't have even been? know. Simple so 10 level tasks. So many. Well, you know, never had to do and I'm not saying all tasks, of them, but the ma- recently. Yeah, but they've never had to do a 10 level test. But that's just it. That should be part of their job. And it, because they're held to a higher standard, they're getting paid to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. They are, It's enabled upon them. And if they don't know, then freaking apply yourself. Yeah. Because that's what we do. That's, that's what tough, we do. Man. If you don't know, go find an answer and go fight your. It's out, so right? frustrating because I had this conversation with Zach, and I said, "Like, man, it's it 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 hurts me because there's so much pressure on us as NCOs to be great. We just got to know everything. We got to figure it out. Like you said, if you don't know the answer, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Officers can walk into a room and they're like, I don't know how to do that. Look over to the left or right, and be like, Hey, Sergeant, how do I PMCS this freaking truck, man? And you're like, we are. And you're like, sir, you don't know how to do that? Let me show you, sir. You're like, no, I don't know how to do that. I need you to help me out. But don't worry. You get paid for this, but I don't, but I'll show you. But imagine Sergeant such and so, so and so goes to this office and says, hey, sir, how do I PMCS this truck? You're an NCO. Figure it out. But I can't say you're an officer. You get paid more than me. Figure it out. 
No, I wish. I wish. Here's the TM. Here's the paper. Go over there. Good luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeez. So it's it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous amount of pressure that they put on us, and then they say, "Hey, but you make you make eighty thousand dollars a year if you do the if you do the calculation that includes your BAS and BAH and all that. You make eighty thousand dollars a year. Who barely, barely seventy nine. Barely. The cal- how how the, long you been in? Uh, I hit ten in November. Okay. So, the, you know, the you did an SFL tap, the calculation they say to compare to your what you would be making on the civilian civilian side. I mean, I did it on my own. Yeah. But yeah. So the 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 uh, the army or the DoD or whatever actually has like a on a DoD website where you can put all your information in and it can calculate for you. Been on there several times, and I make staff sergeant ten years um, seventy nine thousand. Isn't that ridiculous? That Seventy nine, but like that's not what in my, today's economy. IRS, don't don't look into this. Yeah, that's but not in today's what my tax economy. Though, here's the thing: <laughs> well, they, they only pay taxes. They need it. The they need to adjust yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> they obviously need to adjust that in today's economy, because, like I sure. said, there's they're not hitting the mark. But let me ask you this question then: I'm gonna play devil's advocate, and this is for both of you. So okay. they adjust that now, and they say, "Hey, you're right. We need to be paying you guys more, especially due to the economy and inflation." Does that mean, though, when things get good, do they lower it? No. No. Okay, so then what is, a reasonable, what is a reasonable increase to say, like, even when things are good, you're not, we're, we're not just, like, freaking, like, you know, taking money from the government, essentially? Well, I would say they have to, okay, make sure they provide a decent justification. And, I mean... Where are you outsourcing this money towards, and where have you outsourced the previous money towards? Like right. who who is getting the money? Two hundred and twenty-three million dollars a day to Ukraine, I think. Right? Exactly. That's you're 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 looking at you're looking at an investment in uh, national security here. You're looking at an investment in in a climate where right now national security internationally is a primary focus. Yeah, and it should be. So that's what you're investing in. You know, and you owe it to the people, not just to the soldiers, but you owe it to the people the soldiers are serving, Mm -hmm. you know, and it breaks my heart when I see and it really grinds my gears in all my years of service. This past year has been the only year where I'm seeing food drives and food banks provided to soldiers on bases. Yeah. Where that is to me a bad sign. Oh, 100 percent. Like. You are le- legitimately providing food drives for soldiers to come and pick up food because you know that times are hard and they cannot provide enough groceries to their families. And how is that accepted? Like, how is that not being broadcasted? Like, hey, let's take pictures of this and let's put this in the headlines and let's go take this to the Pentagon and we need to go take this to Washington and they need to address this. Dude, okay, speaking about groceries, I went to the grocery store what, a couple days ago Two hundred and forty dollars for me and my daughter. Damn, that's it. Two, two weeks ago, same thing. Every two weeks, two hundred and forty dollars at Walmart. Bro. Oh, exactly. Oh my for my, my daughter and I. That's it. No, it's that's that's the norm now. And you like it's like you leave and you have like ten bags in your hand. I was like, this is two hundred forty dollars worth of groceries. I guess. Like, what what message are you showing that you have to do school drives? You have to do food drives. You have to make them almost quarterly. For soldiers, like where 
you're supposed to provide that financial. It's supposed to be comfortable. You're not supposed to be, yeah, it's not like, hey, join the military, be millionaires. No, join the military and you will be comfortable. They're, the government's going to take care of you. The military's yeah. going to take care of you. Like, you're going to be good. Yeah. You're going to be good. And and that was the message. Even the civilian world, they're always like, yeah, join the military. You know, if you don't know what you're going to do with your life, hey, they used to always say, hey, go join the military. At least they're going to set you up. Yeah. But now Give it's like, foundation. join the military. Oh, good luck if you want to have a family because uh, you might want a budget plan because you may have to go to these food drives that they're going to hold on base every now and then. It's crazy to think, right? You, you're trying to convince young people to join the military. And they're working at these fast food restaurants or wherever they're working, right? And they're like, well, I did the math, and I actually can make more with overtime here at this job than I can be in the military. And in the military, I'm going to have a dude in my face yelling at me yep. to, to, to do push-ups? I don't think so. I'm going to have I'm gonna have to be up at freaking the crack of dawn to go do PT? <laughs> yeah. Um accountability formation yeah. yeah oh such an pt's and i'm gonna say this i know this is off topic pt's an individual individual event okay so i think we should get rid of formations because everything's over text message anyway oh yeah i'm up yep everybody's accounted for for a sergeant um <laughs> i think we should get rid of pt have people pt on their own come do a pt test like everybody lottie on this day this is a pt test everybody knows what day it is at what time they show up if you do not pass or you do not I don't know, meet a certain score, say it's 500 or 450, whatever, between 450 and 500. Well, guys, go line up against this wall and we're going to start out processing you. Dude, you imagine. A 50% imagine. of the force will go away. And that's my point. But imagine the caliber of individuals you're going to have, though. Yeah, like you'd like, It'd be extreme on both ends, though. Because, well, because I like it. going to the gym like anybody else. I hate running. But sure. It, think about it. The, it. The ACFT is literally like, there's people who don't even train, but they can pass. That's me. Hey, yeah, you but know like, what I'm saying? Like, but you, you still get pass. a good score. And I you're imagine gonna, like five twenty. See, yeah, that's better. Than you're, you're I'm getting four ninety seven. You know, right. and that's all that's required. I don't care, but like, yeah. you're gonna meet the expectation that's required of you. Now, if you did not pass, you got to legit almost work at not passing. Like, you got to not apply yourself whatsoever. You got to just not care. Okay. Or a single leg tuck. <laughs> oh my gosh i was so mad when the army was like yeah we're doing planks why why because i think there was a study that came out and i think it was they found out about 90 percent of the women 94 percent across the force couldn't do or failing the acft because of the leg tuck and i was like as unfortunate as that is we are supposed to be a military who's supposed to be effective mm -hmm. and so in my opinion and this is across the world as a person, as an individual, you should be at least be able to do at least three push or pull ups. This you're lifting your own body. They're your arms. You hold them up. That's what I'm saying. Like you're lifting your own body. If you cannot through three pull ups to lift your own body up, well, three pull ups, guys. You heard it first. <laughs> 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 you heard it from Q. <laughs> You heard it from I'm, Q. I'm just saying, like, so... I, I just get so upset because I'm just like, oh, dude. I'm not saying go be go be freaking David Goggins and break the freaking world no. pull-up record. All I'm saying is being able to but, yeah. to lift your body, be functional with your body, right? Once you, once you lower the standards, 
it's yeah <laughs> the caliber changes yeah you're lowering the standard so that it's more inclusive yeah but we're not supposed think, to be it's uh, a standard actually, actually you know you know you know it's funny well, too is uh still. uh joe rogan actually just recently had a a quote on uh one of his podcasts he he said himself he said hey i don't care about how diverse the military is i care more about their effectivity against the enemy yep and that's that should be the primary concern or the focus for the military it yes. it shouldn't be the diverse realm it should be hey how effective are you against the enemy well how you're effective saying are you war. in war yeah it's like why not like you don't want the freaking and he was spot on the weak bodies the weak bodies i, I okay so you we all worked in the same place We've all walked down those hallways, and we've all seen <laughs> some of those individuals. And I'm just like, you look like, dude. I couldn't go to war with you. Right? I say that about ninety percent of that building. Oh Can't my go to Costco with these people. They'd have to take a break. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you. I literally say that about ninety percent of the building is like, well, I cannot go to war with you well you can tell by the people that walk in the front door and take the elevator from the first floor to the second floor mm. oh man you know what well first of all let's, <laughs> like uh, this guy right here let's let's let's, let's every backtrack day. that let's backtrack that the, about this that. guy takes because, the elevator from the first floor to the second floor the reason every why, day the reason why is because it's quick access to my phone <laughs> and i know i gotta shoot out a bunch of signal messages yeah that's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. Lot sure easier. no i yeah. get it i get it i get it you never you skip late day right my guy it's a lot easier show those cats man hey i still train bro still train we'll go down there after this we'll take the camera nah, and everything yeah, gotta, we'll move yeah. down there i gotta you know you know the house yeah, the way my bank yeah. account yeah, works you know, my bed you know yeah yeah i'm tired i gotta run i gotta run eight miles tomorrow so why well, good luck good i'm running luck. half marathon good luck my guy it's my second one it'd be all right i'm gonna do that one and then i'll do one in november or in december and then um uh isn't the do, army 10 miler this weekend it is Ugh. They wanted me to go run the virtual one and be like, go run 10 miles. There's only two more miles. I'm like, no. A virtual? <laughs> yeah. So you yeah, run yeah. by yourself. That's so lame, and dude. It's, so st- it's I, not COVID all, anymore, they all, bro. Right, they all do it. I'm like, no, that's stupid. Why would I do a virtual 10-miler just to go run 10 miles? I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to show up to the actual event or not do it at all. <laughs> so and uh, guess what? I'm not doing it at all. Sleep sounds way better. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't like think about it now. I'm I'm hating it, but whenever it is, I get to mile four or five, and I'm like, I'm about to well, come I'm over about and to work out with me tomorrow. Room. After my eight miles, yeah, no, before you got a carbo load, my or guy. Before, dude, yeah, you're insane. Before, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. After my runs, I'm I might as well be a freaking <laughs> couch potato. I'm not good for anything. I just feel like I don't oh, know why I'm doing like during I'm like I want to kill everything and I want to destroy this run I see someone in front of me I'm like you're freaking slow I'm about to pass you oh dude that's the best motivation yeah dude there's this dude he was running oh, I love it he was looking rough especially when they're way younger than you and oh. you're just like wow you suck I, he life. was definitely younger I'm than passing me you. I'm old enough to be your dad <laughs> exactly <laughs> and he but okay so here's how the do you feel about so yourself I'm not Fat I'm not buddy. that <laughs> but then I have to walk at my end of uh, after after PT. I walk towards my truck and make sure no one sees me. I'm like, oh, I need to ice my shit. I need to recover now. Well, you know the crazy part is that like I will get to mile like six or seven. I'm like I'm walking one mile and then I'm gonna finish right. 
I remember you in the river. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. This tell chick came by, bro. Skinny, skinny. She's a runner. She had, she had all the gear. She's a runner, right? She had the socks and everything. And she's just... Okay, so... You, you know when you're in the gym, you see a power lifter, and they're doing power lifting shit, and you're like, okay, they they just they fit the thing. They You can tell they know what they're doing, yeah. right? Or a bodybuilder. She 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 fit the mold. She was running, just like, and we get to this hill part, and me, I'm like, <laughs> I'm walking. Her, she goes, she literally, I kid you not, like, I start walking, she passes me, she goes, stares at me, and looks back up. This dude on the bike comes in, speeding around the corner, she's just like... It just passes me, and I'm just like, all right, What'd you calm say? down. Like, hey, it must be nice to weigh 80 pounds. Well, uh, you know, like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, cool. Look at me. I, Th- that's, that's, always, that's always my season. Like, Look at my frame. Look at yours. Well, but then okay, you try bench, running with this weight. Bench press twice of her. I, 100%. But, you know, when, when, you know, when you're out there doing running events, they're like, you did this to yourself. You should be like me. I'm hey, like, but that's, it's really good for you. It's really good for your heart. That's what they say. <laughs> But like I said, like afterwards, I hate every bit of it, bro. I was on the tail on my tailgate of my truck, just like laying there like this, and some lady walks by me, and she like stares at me. I'm like, you don't know what I just did. I I hurt right now, and you're just like staring at me. She's probably like, and she just got done walking. She just got done walking. It was not the same lady. It was just a different lady. She just got done walking, and I know she did because I passed her two times. Anyway, I'm off my tirade. (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> fat bodies. Some okay, fat hey, bodies hey, and- you know what? We'll get we'll get it ready to wrap it up here. But uh, we gotta we gotta wrap it up asking uh, asking uh, Wesley the big question. You know, I have a question first. Oh, okay, go for it. I hope it's I hope it's your question. Let's see, go for it. When you do the dishes, no, it's not my question. Okay, cool. But I know where you're going <laughs> here. We solved this one. <laughs> no, we, we didn't. solved no, this. No, one. we didn't. No, we didn't. Cast and Cast, you're going to answer this question the too. The Cast and Cast podcast up next. When we'll be right back. You do the dishes. Do you wash the di- wash the dishes before you put them put them in the dishwasher, or do you just put them in the dishwasher? I rinse them off. What, I okay, don't wash. Thank you. Define rinse. That's, so that's like a, that's what I said. You rinse them off. So like if there's crumbs, or like if I have eggs in the yolk, or if there's uh, maple syrup, I don't want the dishwasher to have to do all of it. So I rinse off three, four seconds in hot water, and then I put it in. Oh no, you you filthy Dude, animals! No, filthy animals! You're wa- Dude, that is you wash normal. it, you we, clean we it. Discover- I got a sponge. No, 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 that is normal. I just got a sponge. I clean it and then I put it in the dishwasher. No, why are you? Okay, what's you're the point of a dishwasher? Why are you putting them in there? Not all dishwashers are the same. But that's one. Number two. Number oh two. Oh my gosh, this guy. That's Dude, how you're supposed to do it. So this is what I said. Look, if I find any floaties in here, it's because of you. Because you don't you're know not, that. You're not, well, dude. Because I rinse them thoroughly. The I rinse them thoroughly. I do the dishes. Oh. I rinse oh. them thoroughly, and then I put Dang. them in the dishwasher. I do the dishes, not you. <laughs> she cooks. I clean. Oh, nice. He what? He will scrub. See? See? You do do it. It depends. It depends on what it is. So, like, oatmeal... It, I don't want because oatmeal turns into concrete if you leave it out. So I don't want concrete. Facts. Uh, so I, I make sure I rinse that off. But if it's like small stuff like crumbs or whatever, well, I'm not gonna. I, I, I guess I will. I intent. In I just. I don't know. I wash it. So this is how I was taught to do dishes. You like you put some soap water 
in the dish and the one of the sides of the sink and you wash it off or whatever and then you put it in the dishwasher well then you should just put it in a dry that's so counterintuitive like why would you that's double work so the the dishwasher does sanitize it because of the heat exactly but it, it also so washes it there. with the detergent listen there's you nothing must have, to say. I, I'm, there's I'm nothing questioning what type of dishwasher you have. You must have it's something. It's dishwasher. Is, I don't know what it is, man. Uh, you my wife doesn't like kind it. Of, uh, yeah. Listen, I will. I will always do dishes. Maybe it's time to invest in a good dishwasher. That's probably what it is. You need an upgrade. Inflation. So. <laughs> It's all right. Maybe eventually in the military we do a dishwasher drive. There we go. Soon. Uh, you got to PMCS your dishwasher first, yeah, my dude. Dad. I don't know. Ask, <laughs> ask your local commander. They'll tell you. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how you're supposed to wash dishes. I believe I'm still right. But anyway, you can go ask your question now. Okay. My question, dude, is more on the serious side. Oh, damn. I feel bad now. Um, no, no. Hey, that's a good question because we, we had to dovetail that from the last uh, episode. But uh, no, man, if you had to go back, you know, if you go back eight years ago, you know, when you signed up and you can change anything or change a decision you would have made, you know, what would that be? That's a good question. Um, So when I decided to join, it was it was always something in like the back of my mind. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, so my brother, he's 10 years older than me. Um, mm-hmm. and he always knew what he wanted. He joined right out of high school. He graduated in 2000 mm-hmm. and joined the army as infantry. And then obviously we all know what happened in 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was infantry during that whole time, Iraq, Afghanistan. And so he, he was a real big inspiration to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, always looked up to him. Um, and so getting out of high school, I had, a. <coughs> I had a thought, I'm like, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm going to go join. Talk to me. He's like, no, dude, go to school, go do your thing. I went to school for a little bit. I hated it. Um, and then when, when I got married uh, and we were living in Utah, I, I was at a really crappy job. I was an operations manager of a warehouse, just really toxic, working mm-hmm. too much, drinking a, a shit ton of monsters. Um, it, it was just not, not good. Uh, and I, I wasn't happy with myself because... I felt like I wasn't where I needed to be. And that, that's, that's why I joined. I want to do something that I could be proud of, that my family could be proud of. And I'm really, really thankful that I did. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I wish I had joined sooner for certain aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole divorce thing kind of threw the career on certain paths. Yeah. Uh, if my spouse, my ex-spouse was more supportive, that would have been a lot easier um, because there were so many opportunities that I missed, even even in really? our organization. Oh yeah, really? dude. Uh, certain deployments, opportunities, going to certain schools. Why I didn't get a CI polygraph? There's so many reasons because she she. There, there's just a lot. She did not support me being in the military. She she felt like I was I was taking her away, isolating her, um, and it, it was really tough. Um, so if it was you know someone else that's more supportive uh mm-hmm. it would have been a different story i probably would still be active duty um because i love my job i love doing what i do i, I will say man you definitely uh were very good at it appreciate you it, know man. and uh based off it, and you know because your reputation still lives you know and you'll know whenever the productivity of your work and the result of your work is still reflected on even after you leave like that's when you know okay this this dude's presence had an impact 
Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. You never realize an impact that someone has until they're gone. You know, like the saying goes, you never know what you really had until it's not there no more. You know, and and I can definitely say, you know, that that has definitely been something that has obviously it's been reflected on in your absence. So yeah, but I always like to ask that question, you know, especially for soldiers and I've had plenty of soldiers, you know, who I've had in the past who transitioned out and I always like to ask them, Hey, if you can go back and change something or go back and make a different decision, you know, what would it be that can kinda you know, that you probably wish you accomplished or you wish you would have done while you're still in, you well, know. What about you? I mean you're I mean you're still going on, but is there something in this past twelve years that you wish you could have redone or redid and yeah dude. or go back and say hey if i could just change this one decision man that's that's heavy but uh yeah no um well i, I we we mentioned this before in past episodes though but the army's really good at, at training you to fight training you to attack a mission accomplish a mission and not accept defeat you know give mm-hmm. you this ethos but they're never good at training you for the after effect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and no. that's the, that's the thing. They don't. don't train you for when you lose somebody or you lose another brother and another brother, and then you got to come back and you still got to accomplish that mission, you know, and they don't train you for the effects that come with that. You know, they don't, they don't train you for that. And, and mind you, it's not like I, I joined to expect that. But uh, if I can go back and change something, man, I think uh, I think I would have stayed in uh, my original MOS oh, and, wow. and carried that out further. And uh, in and because there is a sense of a abandonment that I feel, yeah. you know, and especially because when you're with those ones who you were so close with, and and they've continued on in that MOS in that field and they're they're going to these different jobs and different uh they're they're excelling in the MOS and we still maintain our relationship but it's like I feel so far apart yeah you know I feel I feel far apart and out of the conversation when I used to be in that conversation yeah yep you know um but uh still you know I made I made that call you know and you can't look back you make the call and you you take ownership of it and you drive forward, you know, and and you continue. Don't 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 let the outside elements manipulate anything. Just keep driving forward, stay focused. But uh, if I if I if I had the opportunity to go back, I probably would have just stayed. Like Cap Scouts, yeah, I would have yeah. stayed a scout. Mm. I would have stayed hey. a scout. You liked yeah. it that much, dude? This is Mister Forcecom. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's not. It's not. Listen, it's, I don't it's, think you. I don't know if your soldiers, any of your soldiers, watch this, but I will tell you, they're like, they're like, it's different now. I oh, like, I'm sure it is. They're like, well, what do you no, mean? They're I, like, he's different. I was like, look, he's a GI Joe. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I was like, don't come in here thinking you could get away with the the five o'clock shadow. He will know. He will. It's the first thing he will see. Bro, I and got then, on people for that. And well, I mean, oh, not, I not just. I mean, I just I'm just giving an example, but like you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah, like I was I, like, I got on a staff sergeant. He will see last it. Week for he that. will see it, and you will. Th- people will think like he's not seeing it because he's not saying anything. 
no, no, no. He's just planning on how he's going to approach you about it. And yeah. they're like, it's different. And I was like, yeah. I was like, it's what y'all need. It's and discipline, yeah. bro. Yeah. I was like, well, I, oh, that's a whole entire conversation because a lot of these INSCOM disciplines like a, how dare you bring that up? Coming up next week on the Cast, Cast, Cast podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how dare you bring up discipline? No, but I, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. And I, I say this all the time. As, as a leadership development speech to anybody who's coming up within the leadership ranks or they're going to be an NCO. And I said this to, uh, I said this to Greenspan, you know, yeah. I, was, I was very honored when he reached out to me and said, Hey man, I would love for you to come out and open up my promotion ceremony. That's awesome. And I was like, dude, you don't even got to ask, man. I'll be there. Just let me know what time and what place. Who pinned him? You know, uh, Baker. Baker. Nice. But, uh, you know, um, but I told him, you know, when I shook his hand, I pulled him to the side and I said, hey, man, remember this. You're going to be the leader that they need, not the leader that they want. Just remember that. I Throughout think- your career, even when you become an officer or wherever you go, you be the leader that they need, not the leader that they want. If you learn that early on, oh, my gosh, you'll be, exactly. so, you'll be so successful. Exactly. And that was the type of mentorship that I came up with in the scout world. That I would, and I'm I'm very thankful that I had that foundational upbringing because it's it's what made me who I am. Seriously, My, now the, the best leaders I had were that way. So you know that no matter whoever wherever they put me, no matter if they put me in charge of this or in charge of this group or in charge, they know what they're going to get. Yep, they know what they're going to get, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, you know, and I feel like that's that should be the caliber to me of every NCO, no matter who he is. You should know that if I put a staff sergeant, so-and-so, in charge of this group, guess what? They know exactly what they're going to get. So be ready. Because that's just it. You know? So that's a bit of advice. Yeah. Amen, brother. No. Hey, uh, Wes, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Thanks oh, for yeah, having me. Absolutely. You got, you got anything else you want to throw out there to the team? No, I just finished what I always finished with. Uh being mediocre is a choice. Refuse to be mediocre. That's right, team. That's right, man. Hey, Let's West. get that comforting chaos. That's right. Hell yeah, brother. He de- he deals with he oh. finds comfort in his chaos every day, don't you? I do my best. That's right, don't we? Oh, all? I meant to tell you. Sorry, real quick. Ooh, I know we did our outro. Send it. Send it. I've, I I uh, uh, tagged the wrong comfort and chaos in one of my posts oh my god so this literally it, my wife was like hey i think you tagged the wrong person i was like what are you talking about and she's like i was like what are you talking about she's on your reel she goes like click on that comfort and chaos uh instagram link or whatever clicked on it some random dude with sunglasses smoking a cigarette i was like oh that is not game what <laughs> so i, I all re- right who is this I guy re- i don't even I, look Look up Comfort and Chaos. We will find you. (laughs) Yeah, we will find you, dude. We will find you. So it's my fault. But anyway, that's all. No, it's all good. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate that. You got Mediocre Dads to my right. Comfort and Chaos here, guys. Like and subscribe. And you got Wesley here. Dude, you got any plugs you want to throw out there? Uh, Sure. Yeah, I haven't streamed in a bit, but uh, BuckyLXIX on Twitch. Yes, uh, you need someday, to get that going again. Someday I'll get back on. Uh, but yeah, follow me uh, Instagram, uh, Twitch, stream, play the video games. There you go, guys. Um, and for those of you who are serving, hey, if they got any questions, are they able to like DM yeah. you or anybody? Hey, follow him, shoot him a DM, guys, and yep. uh, hit him up if you got questions and you're transitioning out or even trying to get in and you got questions. Yep. Appreciate hit us you guys. all up and along with him. Absolutely. All right. Out. Hey, thank you guys. Out.
Up next at 11 o'clock, the Cast 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 podcast. <laughs>